0: You're listening to Catching Foxes, and it is Friday, December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. So you better get to Mass, or you're going to burn in hell. Matt Fradd joins Luke and I for a great chat about his plunge into the self-employed world as he takes pints with Aquinas full-time living the dream. America's favorite Australian Matt Fred will call you personally and thank you personally for donating to us. If you donate to catching foxes at patreon.com slash CF and donate one dollar or more, Matt Fred, Matt Fred will call you up and thank you. Unless you think that's super creepy, then he won't call you up. Here's the rules: you have to donate today, Friday, December 8th. And that is American Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time, 1159 p.m., it ends. This isn't a contest. This isn't the first ten people. Every single person who donates a dollar or more, Matt Matt Fred Fred will call. That's
1: awesome.
0: And before we go any further into this ridiculously fun episode, we have a wonderful sponsor to thank, videos.church. The genius behind hashtag share Jesus. Our good buddy Andy Levznevsky. Love that guy. He's doing yet another great new project, videos.church. There'll be more on that later on in the show. So here's episode one nineteen hundred and nineteen. Wow. Thank you, Mary. Thanks to Matt Frad for coming on again. Yeah, America's favorite Australian. How are you, Matt?
1: I'm good. Yeah, I just cracked open a bottle of Lafroyd, which is nice. A Scotch. It's. Reasonably cheap. What are y'all drinking,
2: Luke? I am. Oh, I got a bourbon. I forget the name. It has a dog on the front.
1: <laughs> okay, it's, cool.
2: It, it's, it's it's good.
1: Doggy
0: bourbon <laughs> <laughs> from the finest pet <laughs> shop in Cincinnati or somewhere, in, <laughs> in some part of the world. And I'm drinking a glass of water. Good for you. Because I have. You ready for this? Drum roll, please. <laughs> Stopped eating and drinking anything other than water when it's not sunlight. doesn't <laughs> that's, 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 uh, I am doing it for two things. Number one, um, I am... So uh, I can
1: look better naked. Number two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Number two, poor, poor Shannon just can't handle it anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just can't handle the uh, theology of my jelly. But, uh, no, it's the... Um,
2: we took it there, huh? Uh,
0: yeah, the issue of gaining better self-mastery and virtue and um like i've really been researching since i don't know maybe like last lent about fasting and i realized i don't have a devotional fast i just fast when the church yells at me and i'm like okay i only have one meal and and two side meals and Mm -hmm. maybe an extra large one meal you know like and i always i always feel like i i've Never really had good examples of fasting and all this stuff. So I've been reading up on it. And I'm just like, you know what? I need to be doing this on a regular basis. And then, lo and behold, did some research. And it's like all these health benefits of intermittent fasting. But I'm doing circadian rhythm fasting. Wait, did you talk to a Drisaldi about this? Uh, no. His, uh, uh, he, he had talked to me about uh, a cancer treatment thing through diet. And uh, mm. part of that is um, involves fasting and there There's okay. actually been real scientific evidence that shows that fasting helps um, can help minimize the effects of cancer, especially breast cancer in women. And so I'm just like, well, I'm just going to try some fasting and see how it works, because I feel I'm talking too much, but I just feel like for the history of most of the world, two things have happened. We went to bed when it got dark, and we stopped eating because we were asleep. And because mm. of the invention of all this technology stuff, I, I really do – I'm starting to really feel like we've, we're screwing ourselves up physiologically. And So I'm like, So okay. you,
1: are you pounding down the hamburgers and drinking the beer until the sun – like sets <laughs> dad <laughs> shut up kid i got 10 more minutes <laughs> dad it's like it's kid, dark it's, it's <laughs> not dark
2: daddy needs his uh dusk buzz <laughs> <laughs> i
0: need to carry this i need to carry me through to catching foxes no um no i just eat dinner and i'm done um, That's
1: really cool. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, uh, I'm a good for it, you. You know, I think about it in the terms of Aristotle. Right, he talks about like if if you want a stick to be straight and it's bent, you got to bend it yeah. past the straight point. That's so right. you got to go kind yeah. of like absurd in order to make it um, straight. Yeah, themselves.
1: or as we say in this day and age, nuclear option, which apparently Luke and I master in. I, I can't <laughs> just do things in moderation. I've got to nope. like destroy my iPhone. Or move to the mountains. I can't like live in moderation. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I,
2: yeah, I, it's, I just don't get it. <laughs> like, I'll be real blunt. I just, like, I don't understand it. Like, me and Aaron had it. So, I'm probably gonna, after Christmas, because it's just not gonna be possible, go to a no added, like, sugar uh, diet, because I desperately need to lose weight. More on that in a bit. Uh, and, uh, Aaron was like, well, I was like, I can't even have the bagels that we have at our house. And she's like, well, you can have, like, one. I'm like, no, there's, there's like, a six grams of sugar. And, like, she's able to go, like, oh, well, no, like, this, yes. this like, has, like, a little bit. But, like, you know, it's not the end of the world. And, then, like, for me, it's just that much. It's like, well, I might as well go and have six, like, Dunkin' Donuts. Absolutely. You know? uh, yeah.
1: Dude, I, I'm so much <laughs> like you. I'm the same. Yeah.
0: I For me, it's so funny. Like, at our office, we have a, um, a little kitchenette thing i don't know you but that's where everyone puts the food that's where everyone puts the food the snack food the candy the Mm -hmm. the things that they don't want and there have been days where i walk by and there is a plate full of homemade cookies and i don't tell anyone i just grab the whole plate and throw it in the trash because i know that i will i will literally (laughs) every time i walk by it i will take one i mean there have been days where i've eaten like five donuts in a day Uh, and i'm and and i'll like walk back and i'll be like well that wasn't good <laughs> like <laughs> i i know i didn't eat breakfast but i didn't need to eat 12 makeup breakfasts so mm-hmm. yeah so i'm just for me to me the the idea is you know everyone talks about yo oh, you gotta hack yourself you gotta hack it i view it as this listen uh, everybody
2: huh everyone on earth <laughs> luke
0: <laughs> i hate you so much <laughs> Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Sorry, let me speak accurately, Luke.
2: I'm in one of those moods, so So, go on. My (laughs) friend
1: Jim...
0: Yeah, yeah, this one guy one time said,
2: "My friend Tim Ferriss says <laughs> exactly."
0: Shit, man! I just watched a bunch of Tim Ferriss videos. So he, let's
2: go oh, let's be like really clear. Out of out of the three of us here, I feel like Matt's probably the one who was the closest chance of being friends with Tim Ferriss. I don't know why. <laughs> I just think you are on that level of like yeah, but, you know podcasting where you are going to be invited in. I want a four hour work week, scenes. maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you and like him and like Joe Rogan, like you gonna like hang out and stuff and
1: he retweeted joe rogan retweeted one of my pints with aquinas comics oh really really yeah i was pretty pumped oh, and then man, that's uh, awesome. and then a bunch of people accused me of being a racist i'm like how did that even? Happen? i saw
2: that i saw it and i was like what is going on here
1: and then i got such a distracted. slippery sloop <laughs> And Joe Rogan <laughs> but, and, would not
0: have been the one to accuse you of that he No, of that course
1: rep. not No, it was just Aquinas talking to this guy who happened to be black And just because Aquinas made the point I was a racist I'm like, yeah, well, there you go, there you go. I didn't know that, but thanks for informing me, yeah. Twitter troll <laughs>
2: uh, I may have gone off on this person I thought was a Twitter troll
1: today What are you guys' thoughts about blocking people on Twitter? Because I uh, absolutely. mute a lot absolutely. of people No, man.
0: Here's the deal. I don't I don't have to listen to you, so mute, block, whatever. Yeah. Do whatever you want. It's You don't owe – we don't owe people our Can I be honest? The,
1: the main reason I don't block people is because I've seen people make fun of people who've blocked them. And they're like, I take this as a badge of honor. And they yeah. show you like a cut and paste of the person who blocked you. Yeah. So it's more ego reasons. I'm like, I'll just mute them. So it's like you can keep talking, but I can't hear you. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that. Yeah. That's great. Okay.
2: There's a guy who uh, I got into a little bit of... Uh, this is how my day started off, pretty much. Like, <laughs> had a meeting, and this I got, I got this Facebook... Yeah, this is so annoying. I'm so excited where this about where this story's going. Like, yeah, me too. Why, dude, are, like, you okay? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I just, like, that comment that you made on, like, my Facebook comment was, like, really intense, and I just wanted to make sure, like, you're doing fine. And, like, this is a dude who, dude. like... I tried to reach out to because he trolled some of our good friends, uh, yes. Arlene, you know, and other, like, female speakers. But I like how, like, all like women are horrible because he – because – anyways. Um, <laughs> good, good filter, and Luke. And so good filter. I tried to reach out to him because I'm like, dude, you are suffering from nice guy stuff so badly. You just need, like – you're in so you're in such pain, and the answer is not where you think it is mm. and I tried to uh, reach out to him and it didn't really like, lead to anything, so we became my like, Facebook friends and I had this post that you really only would get if you went to Steubenville like it's just one of those things it was just for all my friends from like Austria about the passage of time, and you're like right this coming like I don't get it and he's never responded to any of my stuff before, and I was like, it's not for you Just kind of like Why are you doing this? And then he reaches out, and then I just went, you're being socially awkward and need human formation. (laughs) I just was so tired. (laughs) And that was it.
1: Dude, you're like me. I mean, I I look at other people, you know, like Jason Everett, man. He sticks on target. I'm only going to tweet and talk about chastity to other people, and that's it. And whereas me, I just feel like I've got – what's that phrase? It's like – you got a bit of crap in your pants. You're always like a yeah. little on edge, a little upset. Yep. I'm like, yep. that's me. I look at some people and I think you have the personality of a golden retriever. I'm like a Jack Russell who thinks the world's out to get him. I'm just like yapping and upset. Um, I don't I mean, know. That's funny. I, I feel like there
0: is, I mean, obviously I get upset when people are like critical or something, but the moment I enter the Twitterverse, the amount of shits I give drops exponentially. And so I when envy you. when people, I know it's so funny, Luke. Which scares me that you have the catching foxes to <laughs> Twitter. Oh, wow. You want to know what I just did? This is a this is No, true, Luke, I is... don't,
2: Luke. I don't no. want to know. <laughs> you need to hear this. You, absolutely, you no, guys absolutely need to hear this. I just I just uh, tweeted this. Some guy, some person said, <laughs> "Let me just find this really quick." This is okay. Hold on. A you second. guys have a I'll lawyer, right? Grab... Where this go?
0: <laughs> oh man, okay. being a uh, LLC sure looks good right about now. Here,
2: here we go. So this is to Bro Apostle and Catholic Pat from some girl. My boyfriend re- redacted talks about your podcast quite often. Quite often, he says the uh, the CrunchCast is the perfect balance of of entertainment and not too deep, so that you can still listen at work, and that it's better than catching foxes. Then like Ethan. <laughs> tagged us in it and I responded with <laughs> on the Catching Fox's Twitter oh, I almost God. replied by saying your boyfriend sucks but then I took the high road <laughs> that way actually, that's what you wrote you wrote you I <laughs> almost replied it? I almost replied by saying your boyfriend <laughs> sucks, but then I took the high road <laughs> <laughs> oh Luke that is
1: you just did a Donald for Trump for you man no good for <laughs> you for taking the high road that's what I say
2: you just did a Donald Trump Listen, I could have called you short and fat I had counting crows on In in the background What do you expect me to do?
0: (laughs) Do something like rational? Yeah yeah. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode. <laughs> Luke. Luke is back. Uh, he did not have a stroke, thank God. And we're here with Matt Frad. Matt, how are things? Matt, hi, buddy.
1: <laughs> uh, dude, I've been so looking forward to this because I just want to chat with the two of you. You said it's like 9 p.m. my time. And I'm like, oh, 10 p.m. my time, I think we said. So yeah. I got the kids to bed, poured myself some scotch. And I'm like, I'm excited to chat with you two. Nice. I miss um, you. Again. Good to have you
2: in Thank you. our lives again. I feel like you're our. I like. You're I'm f- the. <laughs> oh, no, sorry.
1: I was going to say, I'm the canary in the cage. <laughs> it's like a, I do these things one step ahead of you, and you watch me to see if I'm about to die. <laughs> yeah, don't fail? do that. <laughs> step, over there. step over there. Step over there.
2: Listen, I promise this won't just be us desperately trying to win your approval or anything like that. Like. You
1: already have it, mate. <sighs> <sighs> Thank you. Thank
2: you, I just, Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Next stop acceptance. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think you could lose it if you tried. I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. Yeah. You say that now. Okay. Um, As you log on to Twitter.
2: <laughs> so, um, okay, before we get into all the deep stuff that, that you're doing, be, be because it's great, I got to get this off of my chest here really, really quick. Your chest. you ever just, like, had, like, a week where you're just, like, everything sucks and you're just, like, derp, 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 derp? Yeah. That's, like, what's going on with me right now. Like, I had a straight-up panic attack at Ikea over, like, lights that go behind a TV.
1: Can I ask a serious question? How do you know when you're having a panic attack? Here's why. Because I legitimately thought
2: it was a heart attack. And, yeah, I looked, oh, wow. and I looked and Aaron like yep. looked up the symptoms and she was like, No, like you're having a panic attack. <laughs> and I was it, like, It but says I
1: here to... you're being dramatic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it says here you're a big douche and just need to calm down. Why don't you
2: lay down on this tiny lights.
1: That's what it says here. It's what it says.
2: It's not that important. Everything's going to be fine. The <laughs> world's gonna end anyways.
1: <laughs> no, It'll all the end with The is yet to come. Cheer up. <laughs>
2: yeah. Dude, this isn't that bad. Do you know what's going on with North Korea right Right now?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I had a panic attack, and I had to pull over um, oh. back in the uh, mid-2000s. I had a horrible panic attack, and I had to pull over on the side of the road when I was about uh, 200 yards from the entrance to my work at the time. Man, it was my work that gave me the panic attack. So I pulled over on the side of the road, and, and basically, it's like, it's like, Everything a heart attack is, except you don't have the weird arm thing going on. Yeah, yep. It's like a like, constriction. Now I've never of had a heart.
1: heart attack either. So my next question is: oh. How do you know when you're having a heart attack?
0: <laughs> well, it's first like you having re- a
1: panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, first you start out eating about three or four donuts, right? Then you okay. up your game at lunchtime with the Philly cheesesteak. You <laughs> oh, round it out with a couple hot daily. pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do that for about six, seven
2: months, and uh, you'll know what a heart attack is sooner or <laughs> later. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, so here's here's the difference. With a heart attack, you do have like the shooting pain in your arm and stuff, and sometimes it can go down to like I think uh your side. But like, because like what I had was uh f- fatigue, extremely dizziness, and tightness of chest, and I was pretty short of breath as well. Hmm. And it was just like, oh, like what 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 tr- triggered yours, Gomer? Uh, seeing my work. See my- mm. Yeah that's yeah.
0: That's what i had i, well. I wasn 't this... sleeping for about a month and Gosh. uh i had I had started to lose weight involuntarily and uh wasn't eating what was sleeping I would go to bed at two o'clock in the morning after pounding down a a bunch of beer to help get me tired and then I would wake up at five o'clock in the morning and i couldn 't go back to sleep and i would and I would just see the 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 top of the building over the trees and I would just start losing my breath and Oh, yeah, getting dizzy, so I pulled over to the side of the road, and I was like, oh, crap, what is going on? Mm. So, But I don't have that yeah. anymore. Thank you. Thank you. Not Learning how to breathe helps a lot, and also not having people scream mm-hmm. at you at the top of their lungs via voicemail. That helps, too. So if you can just get those things going, <laughs> God is on your side.
2: Yeah. Anywho. I'm, <laughs> I'm learning how to say no. That's something that's just what I've, it's, yeah, that's what I have to do. Both to myself and to others. So there you go.
0: I am I am a classic overcommitter. I especially at work uh, and with my side hustle, giving talks and stuff. I say yes way too often than I should. Most of my stuff now, Matt. I love your deal with like your. For the most part, Sundays are sacred for you and your family. I don't know if you still do that. Do you still do that?
1: Yeah, I don't travel on Sundays genu- uh, you know, generally.
0: Yeah, I I feel like if I were to say that, they'd be like, okay, uh, well, you'll <laughs> never be employed again. <laughs> you know, like all my speaking gigs are on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always, my rule is no more than nine days a month, and uh, never on Sundays. The only exception for that is if it's an international trip or if it's a Steubenville conference. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Okay, like, how long have you been doing that for? Since I started, I started with Catholic Answers about five years ago. Here, I'll mm-hmm. lay it out for you. Ready? No more than nine days a month, no more than two nights at a time. There has to be four days in between each engagement, never on Sundays, and then I only do one event in the summer months.
2: Really? One event over the summer? Yeah.
1: So July and August. I'll just do one in July and one in August.
2: Oh, oh, oh! okay. So like one, so one a month. That's Man. really cool.
1: Yeah. Actually, I got that from Jason Everett. Um, that's what he did. And uh, I came to Catholic Answers as he was there and he was beginning to leave. And um, in the beginning, I was just saying yes to anybody because I'm like, well, they're stupid enough to want me to talk. So I got to, you mm-hmm. know, can't say no to this. So I said yes to all these things. And then I went through this period of a few months where I was traveling like 10, 15 days a month. And I, you know, I had a wife and two little kids at home and it just wasn't good. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, thanks to his advice, I decided, yeah, that's just what I'm going to do. And I found that it's pretty, you know, pretty manageable. It ends up being about three trips a month. And if I. Do more than that which i sometimes do i always am reminded immediately as to why i shouldn't do that so i'm actually really good at saying no I, and i like i'm really good at saying no but i feel bad still yeah 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 Is, i'm not I'm, uh, I'm awful i can't i
0: i feel so so my wife's a stay-at-home mom and uh outside of the little commission checks she gets for from young living um and and from babysitting uh, one of our friends one day a week, we we don't – she doesn't bring in an income, and that that's yeah. awesome because she wants to stay home, and yeah. I want to be able to let her do that. And so I told my wife one day, I was like, honey, I think I'm going to raise my rates about 20%. And she's like, why is that? And I said, because I want to travel less, and if that means turning down some potential people in order to do it – and she goes, well, I don't want you to do that. And I was like, what? I thought you wanted me home more. And she goes – I, I want you home more. I don't want that guy who's terrified we don't have enough money home uh. more. And I was like, oh, damn, mm-hmm. that's right. So there's what a lot the of nice things I'm working <coughs> on. Do you have a speaking coordinator? And, uh, yeah, his name is Michael Gormley. Uh,
1: not oh, Gormley. Okay. He's <laughs> well, a responsible the responsible version. One of the nice things about having an assistant is that I think that if I was the one handling my own bookings, I'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. I mean, whatever you want. You can't pay me. That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. But it's nice when you kind of set the terms of somebody else and uh, – yeah, then, then you don't have to kind of cave to that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah, I'll travel on Sunday. Yeah, I'll, whatever. Because I mean, I mm-hmm. you, you might be surprised, you know. You you say you might lose lose a lot of your jobs, but if you were like, look, uh, my family's too important, I can come home late Saturday night. They might just be like, oh, absolutely. But yeah. I mean, when you get an assistant, she doesn't care as much if you don't get the gig, so she just lays it out. Yeah, you know.
2: Well, like that's why you. I mean, if like you are an actor or an artist, why you? Have a publicist, like, like a person kind of like set the terms for what you're going to talk about or, or, or the or like yeah. the things that you do, because if not, you will go crazy. Yeah. It's like why I tell people who at times when you look at like sort of like writers and stuff like I think I think it was Bob Dylan had a thing where he could not be looked in the eye in the in the like 80s. But you, and I kind of like i thought about that. and I was like, well, it's like you think about it anywhere he goes. Everyone's just going to stare at him. Hmm. Because, because like when they like encounter him, it's like one of the best days of their life, and so yeah. everywhere he goes, people are just staring you know, at
1: him, doing like doing what I do and what y'all do. I'm, it's like I can begin to appreciate more the stipulations that people Absolutely. who are a lot more famous. And we're not famous, mm-hmm. obviously, but people who are you know actually famous have. Because in the beginning, I was like, yeah, I'll stay anywhere. I'll stay in your you know your house. I'll stay wherever. And I'm like, well, that's kind of actually irresponsible. I don't want to stay in someone's house. I don't know these people. I, you know, and so I, I'll need a hotel, please. You know? And then it's, you know, sometimes it's like I get picked up and it's like a two-hour drive to an event because it's somewhere remote. And I'm like, I don't want to be alone in a car with a woman. You know? So I would like a rental car. And mm-hmm. then you know, I always think I'm sure there's people out there being like, Matthew Fradd, you know, He needed his rental car. He needed his jar of green M&Ms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that bit was weird. I shouldn't have asked for that. But the other stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you know why they asked for green M and M's or stuff like yes. that? Yes.
1: Oh, good. Take no. that, Goma. <laughs> You're always the one who knows everything, while everybody yeah. else doesn't know. it Well, this occasion.
0: Uh, yeah, oh so yeah, they well, read the
1: contract correctly, right?
0: Do you Do you know why mm-hmm. Saint Thomas Aquinas believes in the eternal earth? Screw you, Fred. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just as for our listeners. Just what you said. It's a sign that people read the contract. <laughs> dickhole (laughs) anywho (laughs) oh gosh i still have Uh, to say it (laughs) (laughs) my biggest thing my biggest thing like i never want to come across as a prima donna i never want to come across as an arrogant jerk i had to deal with a speaker one time who had maybe a 10 page writer on his contract Mm. and this was a person who does like a million events like all this stuff very big name very big Mm. traveler um complicated because he's also a musician and stuff like that um and so i'm going through all this stuff and thank god i wasn't the one that brought him out so someone else dealt with it but i'm going through page after page and after a while it's like i mean i i i understand as a speaker but there comes a point where i feel like it's like i want to take the burden off of you for traveling but then it's like Okay, well, do you want a freaking spa while you're here? Like, what what else is yeah, left?
1: Christofanic is really hard to deal with. I know. <laughs> oh. I agree. <laughs>
2: Golly, that Seek conference has really gone to yeah. his head. Yeah. You know, I've only um, met him once, and it was for like like half a minute. But it was he was very very nice, and
1: I was very yeah. Impressed. He, he, don't don't tell him I told you this, but he he's really awesome. If yeah, he I asks, will. I hate him, but he's a really yeah. good
2: man. Well, because yeah. like. I met him I uh his he we we took a bunch of kids to Steubenville in the Rockies out in Colorado like he had he had his kids there and he just like dropped off his kids and he'd like you know I, I could totally see like a guy like that at that event just kind of be like in and out because it's like oh you know you know what yeah. happens and he I was actually
1: I was actually hey just in Denver last week, and two of his kids were in my audience at a high school. Isn't that cool? Oh, that's
2: cool. That's, yeah, it was. That's like, really it was cool. such
1: an. I texted them. I said, "It's such an honor to be able to like bless you to bless your kids. Like, I'm going to give them a message. It's going to rock, and it's going to really help them. <laughs> and I'm so happy that I get to do that because you're an awesome human. You know. Hey Matt,
2: I just want to plug you really quick. So a place where I may or like may not work had Matt out, and you did a flipping awesome job oh, because. Thanks. Not only did you plug our podcast, our <laughs> which is awesome. If you uh, didn't, I would have hated you forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he's a friend. Just watch. Um, I, uh, <laughs> Just watch. <laughs> Who it's are you coming. Talking to? Wait for it. Wait for <laughs> Whoever was by me. Um, <laughs> Maybe a I was bishop. Like, hey, I was like, hey, Sarah, watch this. He's going to talk about me in a second. Um, no, I, uh, um, I was very impressed with, like, I love it when speakers give practical ad, like advice, and you were like so practical and just so like this is what this um, this is what it looks like in real life and I just thought that was great I didn't get a chance i will tell you that so oh, that's nice of like, you. thank you no problem. I'm doing it now in front of our five hundred listeners
1: <laughs> thanks
2: so you're um when we can keep on talking about like other people and like all the writers and stuff, or we could pivot. Um, God, I hate you so pivot. much Pivot, <laughs> I hate you so this much This is how we pivot <laughs> Listen, I'm in a fragile state This um, is how
0: we pivot It's Tuesday night Huh?
2: Oh, um, damn I, job. Uh, Good job, yeah And the party's here on the west side uh, da, 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 da. What, was, what was I going to say? So you're going full time with, with your podcast You're like living, You're living The dream How is it?
1: yeah so for those of you who don't know i just recently quit my job so i could focus on yeah just podcasts and writing and traveling and speaking and not having a boss and that sounds awesome and uh you know it is the the company i was working for before were really great and um but i just wanted to kind of do what i'm doing on my own so uh made that decision So I don't know what it's like, quite honestly. I mean, my job officially ends at the end of December. And right now, my wife and I are looking into insurance. We're trying to figure out, okay, what does it mean to be self-employed? So we're meeting with finance people and... Mm -hmm. You know, so I think it's going to be kind of difficult, but I'm really excited. We have our house on the market right now in near Atlanta, so really hoping that sells. Because <laughs> uh, it doesn't, uh, might be crawling back for a job. No, um, but I think if that sells, yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, it's cool.
2: So if you're so if you're in Atlanta, buy Matt Fred's house. Please uh, All right, there you <laughs> go. Call we, that the Catching Foxes bump. Catching <laughs> Foxes bump. Ugh.
0: Damn it, Luke. I was literally trying to say that, and you beat me to it. Ah, this is why we're buddies. Speaking of buddies, we're going to take a sponsor break right now and talk about our friend and household brother from Franciscan drink, Andy Levznevsky. He is doing something amazing. You remember Andy. He's the guy that saw those Facebook signs about people during Lent giving up social media, and he thought, instead of leaving it, what if we leveraged it for Jesus? And that's how... Hashtag share Jesus videos and redeemed online was born. Well, now Andy's at it again, and he just launched videos.church. I'm a little biased. I think it's awesome because I'm one of the presenters. Yes, I know. It's a little self-serving, but how dare you? I got to meet the film crew. I got to meet all the different people, Father Dave Pavanka, Chris Frank. All of us were there, and we got to put together something amazing for you. You can save, dear listeners, 15% with the coupon code CF, capital C, capital F, cf for catching foxes andy is so confident you're gonna love it it comes with a money back guarantee so head on over to videos.church and use cf as the coupon code for 15 percent off that's videos.church and the link will be
2: in the show notes thanks andy uh, we, we become very predictable so like yeah. what what <laughs> brought that about like was was that yeah, what, a long time coming was it just like an overnight thing when did you p- decide to pull the trigger
1: well, I mean, there were some internal things that were taking place that I don't really want to get into, but I, um, but look, honestly, I didn't think, and maybe y'all thought this with, with your awesome podcast, like you didn't think it would be that big necessarily, or maybe you did, but for me, I didn't expect it to reach hardly anyone. Like I think I never, mm-hmm. I didn't, didn't even promote Pints with Aquinas until about 10 weeks in. So that's, <laughs> I was just like doing it for like extra credit at a, a school I used to go to, mm-hmm. Um but then you know it took off, and then people were really kind to start supporting me and uh I thought, gee, maybe i could maybe I could make enough money where i 'll obviously take a pay cut, but um I could kind of do what I want to do and uh so that's yeah that's that 's what I did. Talked to my wife, and my wife 's really great as she jokes i don 't know if any of you are Dave Ramsey fans, but Dave Ramsey always talks about the nerd and the free Spirit. You know, so the nerd is really attentive to the budget and the free spirit's like, whatever. And you always need at least one nerd. And my wife always says, like, in any other marriage, she would be the free spirit. But because she's married to me, (laughs) she is forced to be the nerd. I
2: Matt, I love that we're friends. That's exactly what it's like with me and Aaron. Dude, <laughs> I really, I really
1: think that you are my spirit animal. I Because when you talk about, like, I'm so dramatic, I'm like, oh my gosh, you have no idea. Talk to my wife about who's the most dramatic person in her life. She, <laughs> you know, like, for me, it's like everything's burning down and we're all going to hell. And she's like, we're having yeah. one argument. I'm like, our marriage is going up in flames. She's like, you need <laughs> to calm down.
0: <laughs> it's time to book the Retrovi weekend. It's time to book it.
1: <laughs> Seriously. Like, I am, I am atrocious. I can't see the forest. From the tree immediately in front of me. If that tree is awesome, life is the greatest. If that tree sucks, all of reality sucks.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So
0: I think that is
1: a part. I mean, like uh, not to put
0: not to downgrade what we do, or maybe upgrade. I don't know. uh, But performers. I mean, like entertainers. I feel like we have to tap into the drama because that's what we're
1: giving. And yeah, it's true. I I talked about like those, you know, golden retriever personality types who I love and you know really want to be. Like, um, but I wouldn't be traveling and speaking and, pod, you know, I wouldn't, because yeah. I have, I mean, just like you guys, I think I have a lot of creativity. And that's about it. And I don't have much else. I don't know how to organize it. It just kind of comes out in every direction. Um, but you're right. I think it is a blessing. Uh, you just want to make sure it doesn't end up being a curse for those around you who have to live with you, I suppose.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, so are you launching... I don't know
1: who you're yeah, so, talking about. Yeah, so like, you tell doing you, a yeah. new one? Like, yeah, going? so I, I was working with Integrity Restored. I think a lot of people probably knew that. Um, but now that I'm no longer doing that, and I, I've had so many people write to me and they're like, please tell me you're not giving up on the porn stuff because, you know, I'm the porn guy. And... um you know, to be honest, like after I wrote the book, The Porn Myth with Ignatius Press, I was kind of burnt out on that topic because I had to do some research into stuff that I wish I I I wish mm. I didn't know. I wish I, mm. I would never share any of this with any other human being because I don't want to have to impose it. There's just a lot mm-hmm. of awful stuff. So, um, but I was just out in Denver and I gave some talks and look, the talks went so well. Like I don't do many things well, but talking to like teens and college students about talking pornography, like I do that really well. You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's mm-hmm. not an arrogant thing. That's like, thank you, God, for this gift. Like, I can't make my bed, but I can apparently speak about porn to young people. So um, <laughs> that was just sort of confirmation that I really do need to continue this. And so I've started a podcast called Love People Use Things. I took your um, idea with the FM. So it's lovepeopleusethings.fm. And um, nice. the idea, I think, uh, is going to be like a non-religious podcast. So it's not going to be anti-religious. It's not going to be like scared of interviewing religious people. But it's just not going to be based on Catholic stuff, you know. Like that's not going to be the primary driver of it. So that I can have atheists and Muslims and Mormons pass this podcast on to their friends because I, you know, I know a good deal of these sorts of people because I work with them, Um, and that it could be a blessing to them, you know. So love people use things. That'll be that'll be the podcast that I'm that I'm gonna that that, that, that'll be out by the time this podcast is. Does
0: it just push to the porn myth right now?
1: Is yeah, that- if you type in yeah, if you try in lot people use things.fm. I'm trying to figure out I'm not really good at this stuff. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. I would rather it just not push anywhere. Maybe you can teach me that after this interview. But yeah, that's the one. The one you're okay. looking at, yeah. Okay. I'm just saving it for the the old bookmark for the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, thanks.
2: I'm I'm going to uh ask you a little bit of an insight uh inside baseball. Question, and we can keep it brief because it's probably only like interesting to us. Uh, do you script your podcast like so, Pints with Aquinas?
1: Yeah, with Pints with Aquinas, I do. Be- well, I do because what I basically do is I take usually an article of his from the Summa Theologiae or the Summa Contra Gentiles or mm-hmm. another of his works, and it's you know, he's done the work for me. I mean, he's responding to a particular question, you know, like does God exist or how can you believe in God if evil exists or something like that? So, I mean, he's the questions right there. And so I just sort of go through his writing and expound it for people to help them understand it in a better way.
2: How do you Um, like script? Like, how do you like doing a (laughs) scripted podcast?
1: Uh, well, I, you know, it's scripted and it's not scripted. So I have a basic script, right? So, oh, if the, okay, so, okay. So, you know, if the question... So I've got one coming up now about, oh, gosh, I'm afraid to bring this up because it could send us down a rabbit trail. But it's about, like, should I talk to my kids about Santa Claus? Like, should I make them, teach them to believe in Santa Claus, right? Mm. So I'm going to do that mm-hmm. and I'm going to go to what Aquinas has to say about lying and just read what he has to say. And, um, you know, then I'll just... I'll go off the cuff, but I'm you know it's sort of it's all based around the structure yeah. of what Aquinas said because I don't want to like whenever I learn about some philosopher you know like Descartes or Aristotle or Aquinas I don't want their opinion I don't want to read books about these people I want to what I want to read what these people said and I think a lot of people are like that and so that's why in every episode of Points with Aquinas I actually make sure I read from him directly because okay. he's actually a lot easier to understand than some commentaries on him, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. I, um, I did one episode of a scripted podcast and I f- was surprised at how much I loved it. I was also, I was also surprised at how much work it took. Mm. It was a lot. No,
1: I don't put in much. I don't put in the kind of work I think you're thinking of, yeah. <laughs> no. so, so when I do this, like, I this podcast for a lot of people use things, what I might do is I'll say like seven things to do after a setback and I'll quickly jot down those seven things after a, yeah. you know, some degree of thought. But then I, I kind of know enough that I'm just going to go off those basic oh, okay. points. So, so
2: it's so it's almost like an almost like an outline. Like here are the points yeah, that I'm going yeah. to hit. Okay, okay, cool, cool.
1: Cause I, and I think that's what people want. Like I think I, I know the reason I love listening to Catching Foxes is because it is discussion over instruction, right? Like mm-hmm. you guys are just being real. It's not you know it's not squeaky clean. It's not totally crisp. It's you know a little messy. But that's what we want. Like that's what conversations are like, and that's why we like conversations in part.
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
0: So when you're doing um, when you're launching this first one, it's it's a non religious view, kinda like the porn myth, of the pornography not debate, but the the issue of porn and finding freedom from porn. Right. So so and that and then and if people want to bring you in for speaking or something like that, how would they get in touch with you for their for their events or whatnot?
1: Oh, okay. Well, we're not wrapping up, are we? I'm just no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, they could they could go to mattfrad.com, and there's like they could you know or they can book me through Chastity Project. Or... Now, if yeah. I <laughs> wanted to
0: book you and your dreamy voice for just reading the Suma to me, maybe <laughs> maybe or maybe, oh you're, maybe not gosh. in your underwear. I don't know. We'll see. How much would that cost?
1: Well, I I tell you that would take me a long time to read the entire Suma. So uh, no, 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 20, just parts. Twenty just parts. 20 bucks.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. I think I can find that in my couch cushions because I'm rich.
1: Yeah. Hey, i got a question. Do you guys find it weird asking for money? Because I just found out my mom listened to my podcast where I basically said, hey, everyone, I'm quitting. If you want to support me, here's how you would do it. And she was pretty much like mortified. Uh, I uh, No. <laughs> Not no. anymore. I don't either, actually. But yeah. I wanted to see
2: if you want to talk about it Well, you know, it, it took me – no, I, I actually think this is worth – worth talking about. It took, I had to be in a, a position where I absolutely had to ask for money and I had to ask for uh $3,000 and I did the ask and I got, and I was terrified, but it was like such a rush and I was, it was just kind of like a fun thing to do. Just like, what's going to happen? And then also I really did start to see that, Oh, people want to give to good, to like good, uh, good stuff. You have a, you have a good thing. You have a good thing, like good thing, going why not try you know so it's i don't feel now i think if i was conning them then i would feel bad about it yeah you know but if you if you're not it's for
1: for me like with pints with aquinas like it's actually true to say if you don't support me i can't do this but with my love people use things i've got a ton of gifts i give people if they give me 10 bucks a month like books and stuff i send to them but i actually Mm -hmm. said like if you don't support me i will still do this like there you go, you know. Like I'll do oh. this with or without you. Like I don't need you, but I would really like to. I really like <laughs> you to give me money. <laughs> I was just, I just think like being as honest is is what people want, you know. And I agree with you. Like people, I think like that's why I support you guys. Like I want, I want to support good Catholic content that I actually listen to. Yeah. And you think about it, it's mm-hmm. like I'm listening to this. I'm listening to you guys like an hour a week. Like, can I really not? You know. Uh, and then also, like sometimes I'll see these atheist YouTube channels, and they've got tons of supporters. I'm like, how sad would it be if atheists were more generous in supporting their guys than Christians were in supporting theirs?
2: You know? Yeah. Well, I I think there's this there's this thing where, um, like I think we we tend to forget sometimes that like we have to do a like we it takes like action like we have to do things we have to, like this is not just an an idea. You know, we have to really be proactive to get stuff out there. You know, it's it's kind of like the guy who's like, I, I I am not going to prepare my talk. I'm just going to pray to the Holy Spirit and everything will be fine. Well, not really. Like, you're probably, like, screwing over some of the people that are there because they're not going to understand what you are, like, trying to say. Yeah. And so you're actually, like, putting the Holy Spirit in a box by doing that. One of the things that I, I think is symptomatic,
0: number one, I don't think people in our age bracket and younger – feel nervous or embarrassed to ask for money for good causes. Like, I mean the GoFundMe, the Kickstarter, the uh you caring, all of that stuff exists where people just say, either help my friend or help me out.
1: And I, I I agree. I also think Americans, it's not about you guys you're American, right? Like in Australia, we're a lot less comfortable with talking about money. Yeah and Can Australia I, be honest, can UK, I uh, to, to be really honest, I think like Americans aren't afraid of success, right? Like in Australians, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm generalising here, but in Australia, it's called the tall poppy syndrome. Like you see someone succeeding, you kind of want to cut them down to size, you know? Right. But I, I mean, interesting. Yeah, but in America, it's like y'all are like, I don't know if it comes from capitalism, unbridled capitalism, or what, <laughs> but it's like, no, wait, I'm going to friggin' succeed. And here we go. And there's no like yeah. apologising for it. I mean, even if you look at some of the largest apostolates in the church, like what would you what would you say they are in in the English speaking church? You it's... would you would name American apostolates, and it's not just because yep. you're unaware. It's literally because those are the biggest ones, and I do think it has a lot to do with the fact that y'all aren't afraid to succeed. And part of succeed, you know, part of the recipe of success is needing cash and not yep. being afraid to ask for it. You know yeah are, and are there and, oh, go
0: ahead Gilmer. Uh one of the things that um I was listening to this podcast, a technology podcast, and this guy w- who grew up in um somewhere in Scandinavia or something like that, he said, you know the ideal of a Scandinavian child is to work for the government and he said it's it's not because it's socialist and stuff it's just it's safe, you'll get good pay, you'll get good benefits it's a it's a good job He said, but one of the things you will never see in any of these countries in summertime is you'll never see a little kid with a card table selling lemonade. That Mm is, he said.
1: That's very American. Yes.
0: And he said when he moved to the United States, and him and his family, they have a couple small houses where they go back and forth because of his work and stuff. But he says. The thing that the first thing he did when they moved the states is he made his son sell <laughs> so
2: awesome. and he said,
0: "I want my son to understand that there is an ability for anyone to succeed. Yes, yes. that it's not mm. hereditary related. You know, with plenty of yes. caveats, but um, yeah." So the, you know, if you're living in a neighborhood yeah, I, where you're hiding <sighs> love, behind the I doors. I love America. Right? I,
1: I yeah. do. I, I love America. And it, when I get depressed with all the news and all the stuff that's going on, you know what? that great song by Matt Maher, You're Still Beautiful, America? Yeah, I love that song. Do you know that song? No. Yeah, well, everyone can go <laughs> look it up. I think that's the, the title of it, but it's very yes. good. Yeah, I, I, I mean, will it, when
2: he comes on the show. <laughs> Come on,
1: there's some, Come there's, on. Some, there's some weird stuff, like as an Australian, that I look at and I think, I don't know if you Americans realize that this is weird. And if I've ever tr- and whenever I try to suggest that it might be weird, I get a lot of <laughs> hate and pushback. Like, for example, I live in the South and I'm driving up to my home here in Clayton, Georgia, and there's a big billboard and there's a cross with an American, f- it's, it's like draped in an American flag, not draped in an American flag, like it is, in a, it's like being painted with the American flag. I'm like, to me, that's really weird. Or I saw a t shirt that says Jesus Saves and in the middle J-E-S-U-S-A U S A was capitalized, <laughs> Jesus Saves. U-S-A. And I look at that and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like that that makes me a little uncomfortable. Um so whenever yeah. I've shared that, though, you know, people get pretty upset, um, and it's it's not even necessarily a criticism. It's just like, do you see how that might be a little weird? Like, uh, there would be no, I don't know any other country. Like, let's paint the cross an Australian flag color. Well, it's
2: it's weird because I think I mean I don't know what it's like. It's so there's like so much that I want to unpack here. So I'm gonna try to keep this really brief. Kiss-tober. One, I think it's <laughs> very interesting that we're both like we both come from uh from countries that have profound anglo roots english roots and we have such different experiences Mm -hmm. and uh i just think that is that is it's like fascinating and two i think one of the and this is probably true for us australia as well but there's this thing about america where it's like we're going to do this i love it you know like because like you had to or you were gonna die (laughs) <laughs> you know so that like there yeah. was nowhere to go yeah it's just like there are entire towns that died because they weren't able to do it mm. and so it's just built into our cultural into our <laughs> uh cultural like, psyche that yeah the, like that's how
1: the longer um, I've lived in America, the more I'm like, the government sucks. Why is the government telling me what to do? And I've never mm-hmm. had that mindset in Australia. Like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> never thought about that. Like, you know, you've got healthcare, and the government does a lot of the stuff there. And now I'm like, who the hell is mm-hmm. the government to tell me to wear a seatbelt if I want to be an idiot and die in a crash? That's up to me. Who are you mm-hmm. to tell me not to smoke in a pub? Like, if I've got a pub and I want to let people smoke. People can choose to come or not choose to come. Who is you, the government, to tell me this? This all comes from living here in America. Probably (laughs) the (laughs) South too, no doubt. If I was in Portland, I'm sure I wouldn't be thinking this. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) Except if you were uh, were, like vaping. Um, (laughs) Like this is the honest to God's truth. We are like men's like soccer team. Is is at their is at their best when they basically run fast, try hard, play a lot of defense, be be hard, be hard uh, to beat. These things that are uniquely like American words, like just work hard, like kick butt, and it's going to work. And we're and we're at our worst when we get away from things like that. It's really fascinating how a culture, how a country's culture can even like reflect. Itself in the, in the sports that yeah. they, that they play or yeah. or how they play those sports.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, one of the major ingredients that Australia, I think, was lacking post um, you know English colonization is the heavy, heavy, heavy influence of Calvinist pilgrims. Yeah, and the Cal- well, that's Calvinism, right. and Puritanism. Is what, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that is what Bur- I mean, Puritans were were hardcore Calvinists, and part of their theology was the visible manifestation of salvation coming from earthly blessings right so mm, yep. and it, and it is a very interesting and and kind of twisted theology it can get super twisted with the prosperity gospel but it's like if you are saved you will notice by having an ordered family life having this having that and you know having the blessings of of what well, they wouldn't say the blessings of capitalism but you know the man's ingenuity and idle mm-hmm. hands are the workshop of the devil and all that stuff this hardcore calvinistic um view of deny 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 so that in the end I can receive a blessing in many catholic countries uh the sociological term is I can't remember exactly it's it's like some fancy term but it basically means hedonist like w- italy once it's reward now france's culture wants its reward now american culture especially the new england ethos wants its reward later but it wants Mm -hmm. it to be 10 times more and so that hard work grit just bear down suffer Mm -hmm. the deal with the ugliness and all this stuff that is uh, the annihilation of leisure time that is very um Calvinistic and so because that was so I mean you had the Puritans but then you had the Yankees and the Yankees were they were Republicans who were extraordinarily anti-Catholic and so they're extraordinary Mm -hmm. anti-immigrants so that English identity or that white Anglo identity was even more magnified as Irishmen and stuff like that you know you got a lot of Irish that went south Um, the Protestant Irish and the Protestant Scottish they went south and, and that's why the south of America is Bible Belt country and all that stuff. It's it's really it's it's a fascinating thing how immigration and the identity of of Americans has has changed and morphed over the years, but how certain things like that Calvinistic thing uh, remains there. Well,
2: and then you co- and you like combine that with like the German Catholic work ethic yeah. that you see in parts of the Midwest. Yeah, and it's uh, it's um, are there? So this is this is like this is the thing that I wanted to ask beef. Before I like forget it. Are there a lot of non-profits in us in yeah. Australia? Yeah.
1: yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because it I, just. I'm oh, sorry. I I, yeah, I don't know if they get the sort of same tax benefits as they do here in the states. I left, mm-hmm. you know, quite soon after I, you know, I left. I, well, I left high school. I worked in the outback in a. In a copper mine for a little bit, and then I moved. You know, you, so did, wh- I, I, you did what? <laughs> Wait, you what? worked. Yeah. <laughs> did you work in the hinterland? of Yeah, Australia? yeah. I, I, I was you- a I was a I was a lab technician in a copper mine in the outback for <laughs> about a year, making a lot of money for a young lad. And that's when I looked at doing Net Ministries. You know, what's really funny? This is super funny. I um. When I looked at Net Ministries, they sent me a pamphlet, and on that pamphlet was this really attractive girl, and I thought to myself, "Well, that's cool. Like, at least they're not all weird and nerds." And you know who that girl was? Cameron Fred. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Cameron made her at the time, that—that's I remember, like, because all my friends weren't Christian, and I was going to do this Christian thing, and the kind of stereotype was that Christians were weird, and I'm like, "Well, look at this girl. Like, she's pretty." I totally forgot about that. Until now, <laughs> um, oh, you're welcome. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome.
0: I have never, as long as I've known you, I had no idea you worked
1: in a mine. Yeah, and that uh. cool. I mean, I was a lab technician, so I was. I wasn't like under the earth. I was taking in the samples that those in the mine brought out. Anyway, uh, I, did uh, yeah. you call it? Did you call it? Did your inner nerd come out? Did you call it Moria? Uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't a nerd <laughs> at that point. I don't think I they call it was... a mine. <laughs>
2: this my friend is the home of my cousin and they call it a mine a mine
1: this is no mine it's a tomb oh okay fair (laughs) enough yeah Yeah, until i came to christ and then started having this like you know insatiable hunger to read good literature and you hear no that, stuff. kids?
0: If you give your heart to Jesus, we can unlock portions of your brain that otherwise were lying
2: <laughs> dormant. $19.95. <$19. laughs> Patreon.com slash CF. <laughs> they they call it a mind levels $30. A <laughs> um, mine. <my. laughs>
0: do you uh, remember that that like Christ power team of like uh, bo- Do I Ever? <laughs> bodybuilders who would have ripped phone books in half with the power yep. of Jesus who strengthens me?
1: No, but I tried to, I would totally convert if I saw another that. another incredible. distinctly Dude, American thing. Matt, <laughs> yeah, go never,
2: go like on the YouTube right now and type right. in Power Power Team.
1: Okay, that's what it's called. It, seriously, team. you you have to see this. So just this type in such, Power to, Team.
2: Yes, Power all Team. Right. I promise you, it's going. It will pop right. oh, up. Oh,
1: Todd Keane and the Power Team. Is this it? Yeah, they, man. Power like, Team. Yeah.
2: Twenty-inch biceps, a third-degree black belt. He's the original Karate Kid, and he was known throughout this part of the country as the Karate Kid before there ever was a Karate Kid. Ladies and gentlemen, this young man has amazing speed and power. He holds several world records, including kicking through 12 feet of ice. Ladies and gentlemen, right here from L.A., Ken Henderson! They break stuff for God.
1: No, they don't. Yep, And if, like, you're, a, it if you're a kid in the late community. 80s. <laughs> Oh, yeah, how we help churches. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll check it out, I guess, you know. I mean, I'm going to put
2: this in our show notes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I went to so many of their live shows.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll, look, uh, I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, Americans are weird and cool, man. Weird and cool. Yeah, people ripping really? phone books in half. That's <laughs> For Jesus. Yeah, Australians <laughs> are just weird. Some of them are cool, I guess, yeah. Oh, I, I really
2: want to. If if we could do a live podcast, there's there's a lot of places I w- that I, I want to do a live podcast. But we do have a couple of Australian listeners.
1: Yeah. Hello, sugar. That I would love. Uh, oh my gosh, to go down you guys there. would be great. You guys would love Australia. You, here's something I've been thinking lately, and that's that we become the stories we tell ourselves. All right. So in the south, we like we would like to believe. Right, that we're the sort of the people who are laid back, hospitable, who sit in rocking chairs and aren't so you know, worried about money, aren't running around chasing the dollar. We, we, we mm. would like to, and when I say we, I'm not necessarily talking about me, but I love chasing the dollar. We would love to be the sort of people. You know, and I feel like we become the stories we tell about ourselves. Because I'm not sure that's necessarily true, except for the fact that we keep telling ourselves we, we like that idea. Does that make sense? I'm just thinking about this now. I haven't thought it out a great deal, so that might make no sense at all. Well,
0: it's hard for me because I've, I've been watching the power team the entire time you've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> and he just broke three stacks of six bricks to show <laughs> how Christ's power is stronger than 666. Six, six. Did he really say that? The world championship great, this season
1: four. Ken's doing six in each stand. He actually
2: won it for 666.
0: Six, six. Let like this one represent the Antichrist. This was the beast. This is the false prophet. How I many know? Oh, greater is he that's within
2: us and he that's within the world. I'm so sorry. Dude. You got no, quiet was, and hey. I got scared. <laughs> and you have to remember, this stuff happened in the late 80s, early, early 90s. So there's tons of mullets. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, I'm going <laughs> back. Oh, gosh. They look like. They look like poor WWF fighters. Yes, that's exactly, yep, what, they exactly what they are. Exactly what they are.
2: WWE, I think it is now. Yeah, yeah. Please don't sue it was Triple H. Uh, no, I, I, I think you're right. Like, there's this thing where um, it's, it's very like, our minds are pretty darn powerful, and the, the things that we're willing to like the paradigms that we are willing to accept are pretty crazy at times. I think like, just like think about like the whole like group think like how like large groups act. Like, like I was at a sports, mm. I was at an, I was at an NFL game last night and people cool. were saying it's one of the most violent games in the like last year. And I was like, I didn't think it was that bad. And the more, and the more like I thought about, it, I was like, Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. We, <laughs> like, yeah, that was, it was actually, yeah. Like, there's a dude who his legs did not move for a good, like, I mean, like, for, like, a while. Wow. It was, cr- it was I mean, it was kind of horrible. And there were people who were like, yeah, we should probably, like, this, like, there were, like, a lot of NFL, like, writers who were like, this could be the game that begins the end of the NFL as we know it. Why? What was going on? I am so out of the loop. um ball. So, so, <laughs> there was just a guy who got, he basically, he went for a tackle, and the way he hit caused a spinal contusion, I believe, and Mm -hmm. he basically went down, pointing towards his back, and the weird part was his legs weren't moving, and it was just like, holy crap, and they had to be like carried off on a stretcher little thing, like a carry stretcher, and there were a bunch of just, there was one crazy, illegal hit that was just really awful, And and there was this other one as well that was pretty bad, and it was just getting out of control. And it just and it was one of the things where I was like, wow, we're all sitting here cheering this, and this stuff is happening. That's really interesting.
0: Not to mention all the young deaths and brain damage that uh, concussions have caused over the years. High school yeah. students, peewee football people getting concussions—it's sick. Anywho, yeah. I hate it. I hate it all. Um, the uh, what? What are you? What's going? What's next? What's next for the evolution of pints with Aquinas? Like. i i was just telling my wife today i said you know my my podcast world would be different like catching foxes would be different if i could devote more than you know a couple evenings here and there on it like what 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 do you i I, i'm not i don't want to talk about the patreon you got a lot of awesome stuff going on for the patreon people. yeah no no that's but like the the show the content no
1: i know what you mean it's a good question right because there's only so much you can do like I mean technically I could put out two or three episodes a week but I don't think people really want that and I'd you know and so you have to kind of give people what they want so that they'll listen to it as well so I think part of it is I'm going to be doing longer episodes when I do interviews like an hour long episodes when I do interviews Um, wherever I travel uh, I'm going to try and do pints with Aquinas meetups so I was just in Denver and I just threw up this Facebook thing going to do our first pints with Aquinas meetup we had like 40 people show up at this pub I didn't even reserve seats so we just sort of showed up and that was fun um you know i'm going to be writing and studying more on this topic so you know i have my book coming out uh in about a well month or two now on aquinas's five ways that's that's going to be really good um and then just kind of being more committed like here's an example right like i just interviewed edward faser right and what i did is i split it up into two different weeks and the reason that i did that Because I was trying to spread out Pines with Aquinas. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, gosh, Mm -hmm. this, this takes a lot of work. If I spread it out, that'll give me two weeks instead of one. It's just those little shortcuts that I won't be doing anymore. The other thing, I told people if I reach a certain amount of Patreons, I would start doing weekly videos like Father Mike Schmitz. Right. Now, I understand I'm not as attractive as him, um, but that's not the point. You understand? It's the intention. <laughs> so I'm going to start doing that, I think, in February. You're going to start seeing like, weekly videos coming out. Um, so it's those sorts of things. Now, I've got other ideas. But I haven't shared anywhere. I got one idea. You want me to share it with you, real quick? Yes. Oh, yes. So I've travelled to different kind of you know, different countries, speaking and stuff. And and one of the things I have a heart for are traditional Catholic countries where Catholics are being taken out of the church by evangelicals by really really bad arguments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I thought I could do is, and I've, I'm in contact with some people in the Philippines and Mexico and and, and even Abu Dhabi. In that, like, I would write apologetic material for them, depending on the main objections and things that Catholics are receiving in those areas. I would write the material, I would pay to have it translated, I would pay to have it printed, I would pay to have it distributed. And then I would go into those countries for like a week and run week long courses on apologetics and make sure everybody got a copy of that book. So this is, one, this is kind of something like I'm going to be able to do and even kind of take a couple of missionaries with me. Like how cool would it be to train like three or four 20-year-olds to like come to the Middle East with me and I kind of help equip them to kind of give a talk on, say, the Blessed Mother or purgatory or something. And then we just go down there for a week and we just help equip people on the ground. Because here's the thing. We've had a lot of beautiful things happening It happened in America over the last 40 years. Like we've had Carl Keating, we've had Patrick Madrid, we've had Scott Hahn. Like our apologetics is ridiculous. Like when people say to us, do you worship statues, it's laughable. But there are countries where that's not laughable and that actually leads people out of the church because they don't know how to respond. And so imagine taking the sort of accumulated Mm. wisdom of these people, being able to kind of write it in a way that's understandable, have it translated into their language, like another place I'm talking to is like Father Lewis in Haiti so yeah. like Haiti yeah. they speak a derivative of French it's really difficult to get stuff mm-hmm. to them but if I'm paying to get this stuff translated and distributed like that's just one example of something I'm going to be I haven't even announced this on Pines with Aquinas I'm going to do it soon I'm thinking what I'm going to do is maybe do these like separate GoFundMes like I'm going to take three yeah. people down you know, I'm not going to get paid. I don't want the Philippines to give me a cent. You know, I just want to go down there and do this. It's going to cost us this much money. Would you be interested in helping me do that? So that that would be an example of stuff that I would have never had the time to do had I not quit my job. Yeah. Like a, like, no. Yeah. Gosh. See, this
0: is the thing that my um, uh, that my my boss has to keep reminding me, Barbara. She's like, you know, you need to send out more emails telling people what you're working on. And I'm like, I got to do what? <laughs> because I have this overwhelming tendency I shut my door in my office. I open up my iPad or my uh, my laptop, and I just start dreaming of things like, you know what I wish I had? I wish I had someone introduce the liturgy to me where I felt like I was drawing closer to Christ in the liturgy. And I felt like it connected my prayer life with, mm-hmm. like, my individual prayer life with my communal prayer life because I run into two different groups. I run into evangelicals who don't understand the Catholic liturgy and why we stand, sit, kneel, and the the smells and bells. And then I run into Catholics who, number one, are the same. They don't understand that. Or they don't – more often, their only faith life is church. Like if they're not in mass, they're not praying ever. And so when they're at mass, they're not really praying the mass. You know what I mean? So you might have someone that has like Mm a strong Catholic identity and they, quote, unquote, practice their faith, but they don't pray at home they certainly aren't charitable to the poor and all this stuff but damn it baby steps and so i just started i wrote like maybe 6000 words on what i call a disciple's guide to the mass
1: mm.
0: and and, mm. and and so i had like off like casually side note mentioned that and she goes you're writing what now and i was like yeah i got like 6000 words i'm i'm wanting it to be actually about 3 or 4000 words so that someone could like walk into mass and have it with them and she's like what well, so, this is going to be like a booklet. And I was like, Yeah, yeah I think, you yeah, know, give it to you guys. Use our bulletin publishers or something like that and print off a thousand copies and, you know, we can give them to people. And she's cool. like, This is awesome. I'm like, What? Yeah. Like, this is, but that's what I do. I don't tell anyone. I've been working on this <laughs> thing for weeks and I'm like, Oh, no, this, this could actually help people. And, but that's what I want to do. I just, I'm lucky that I, I'm at a church where I can, so much of what my job is aligns with that. Yeah, I got to do the event planning. I got to do the oversight. I got to mediate arguments, which is fun. I uh, got to do some of that stuff. But by and large, they're like, Michael, come up with new things to teach people who otherwise, you know, aren't going to give the church a hearing, you know, and that's I mean, literally, if I <laughs> everything you're saying, I'm like, <laughs>
2: well, here's my uh, stupid mm, idea so that I've. True. That I've actually pitched to a couple of people while we were drinking, and they were very, very excited about it. And I won't mention any names. But uh, (laughs) I think it'd be super cool to take the podcast on the road, but to have a a musical act in there, like a really good (laughs) one. And have a comedy Oh, sorry. Act when you say well. musical act, I mean and I was so thinking I. like
1: a. I was thinking like the that Mormon show. You know they do on Broadway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would love to do that.
2: And I believe that God said uh, black people could finally lead our church in 1978, oh, or something like that.
1: Um, I love the Mormons uh, so much that any sort of <clears throat> veiled criticism of them irks me. I got to be honest. It's oh, funny. sorry.
2: No, I feel bad. No, 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 not you, <laughs> not you, not you, not you at all. Just
1: I haven't seen that Broadway show actually. Myself. Oh, don't, don't. There's I'm a, sure it's a, funny, but I just a, think like if uh, yeah, let's make fun of the nicest demographic of people in the United States. That's a great idea. You know, <laughs> like the kindest, yeah. most awesome. Well, yeah,
2: it's it's weird because it it. Oh, it, uh, it's a whole other. Yeah, yeah yes, sorry, but, but, but they also like find the good in it though. Okay, if good. That ma- so yeah, it's, there's a but, redemptive but, quality to it. Yes, for as redemptive as the Not people much, who, who, who are at bit, South yeah. Park can be, but it's absolutely there. <laughs> okay. So, but no, I would love to be able to take our podcast like on the road, and we talked about this before. We go, no, you, like, guys, have, like, a you guys have got to do
1: it. You, you guys are great. I mean, sorry, continue.
2: Oh no, I just think it's like if you could do it in like a really like if you do it well, almost like a vaudeville uh, sh- uh, kind of a show where it's just really fun and entertaining and a good time. And it's not like, it's just as fun. This is really, and, and so yeah. uh, one day.
1: No, one, one of the wonderful things about catching foxes is that you've just decided to be honest and see what happens. And I think what's happened is that people think, finally, like I thought I was crazy, or I thought I didn't, I thought I was the only one who struggled with this. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are really great. Because I feel like most of us are like, well, how do I evangelize in a way that's effective? Instead yeah. of just saying, here's what I'm thinking. Because we want to sound smart, or we, we worry mm-hmm. that if we... It reminds me of Therese of Lisieux, right? On her deathbed, she shared about how she was struggling with atheism, essentially. And in the initial copies of I Believe in Love, the sisters removed that part. And they only later put it back in. That's my understanding. Mm, and yeah. um. Yeah. It's just something like when you're just honest, when you're honest and prayerful, you know, beautiful things happen, and that's why I think you you guys are so successful. Is it? People are tired of the BS, you know. People are tired
0: of the. John Boy and Billy BS. That is our show. <laughs> I heard that on your Patreon uh, thing today. Yeah. Yeah, man. Don't
2: ever troll us. We will come back at you tenfold.
0: <laughs> but in like the most passive-aggressive way. Tenfold <laughs> passive-aggressive.
2: I was going
1: to take the high road, but you're a scumbag.
2: <laughs> I was going to take the high road. Instead, I took the $10 Patreon road. <laughs>
1: you know what? You know. I think the next step for catching foxes would be this. You guys buy a couple of really nice cameras. You fly people down to wherever, and you interview people, and you record three-hour conversations like Joe Rogan does.
2: I would love that.
1: I, that wouldn't there's... be that hard. You think? Yeah, I don't think that would be that hard.
0: Hey, let me ask you. You had about 248 approximately, I don't check every day, uh, Patreon supporters.
1: Let me see how much before. Before. Before.
0: Yeah. You, you almost doubled it,
1: right? Let me see. I don't know. Let me check. I have 489. Yeah. Good for you,
2: man. And like yeah. good for everyone who I is like doing that cuz cannot... that's amazing.
1: You know what I almost nearly teared up over a couple. Like somebody gave me like a I think it was a $1.50. And I just thought, "Oh my gosh, $1.50 is not even an option." So this guy was like, "A dollar? No, nah, I can give a $1.50." Yeah. I'm just like, awesome. "Oh my gosh." We
0: had a we had a guy give $11. That's awesome. And I wrote him a message. I was like, hey, why'd you give $11? And he said, uh, you know, it's that joke from This is Spinal Tap. Turn the volume <laughs> yeah, all the way yeah. up to 11. And I, like, lost it. I thought that was I, so funny.
1: All right. So here's what I want to do. Now, and you're going to need to mention this in the intro to this podcast, Goma, okay? Ugh, segments. Right. Let's go. All right. So here's what I want to do. I, everybody who supports uh, catching foxes today for any dollar amount, if they want to, and maybe they don't want to, but if they want to, I would give them a phone call to thank them for, for supporting catching foxes, or if they would, I can thank them by not calling them if that's weird. But it, <laughs> that's what I like to do. I like, said so just today only, if people donate like a dollar a month to catching foxes because you guys are awesome and doing beautiful work, or ten bucks, or fifty bucks, or hundred bucks, I just want to give you a real quick call, and you guys can send me their numbers if they want me to call them, and just to say thank you, like thank you for supporting good Catholic media. That's is that awesome. okay. Yeah. No. So what we'll yes. do,
0: what we'll do is I will post a little graphic on the Patreon page for all those who have donated a dollar or more so you have to be a donor and if you want humans just put your your phone number under there or send me a message and we'll all have it right there and then that way um
1: yeah i'll just give it should... It might take it might take a week or two to call all of them like i don't know if i'll be able to call them all on that one particular day but i will definitely call them or just thank them because it's so important that we just kind of gather together and do this because it's so easy. We complain about Catholic media, right? Like there's yeah. so many outlets mm-hmm. that we're like, I don't like that. That's too cheesy. That's not realistic. Well, if people are listening to the show and they've li- listened to this much of catching foxes, cause we've been going on <laughs> a while right now, they're probably fans. And like, yeah, like support you. Like I support you. Like people should support you. It's not that hard. Like two bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever. It's not that hard, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah, it is awesome. I, 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 yeah, that's that's great. I really do feel the, like, I am going to be very intentional about my money and give to causes that are doing the new evangelization, that are doing, you know, that are creating good and fun stuff that I like, right? And so my goal is, like, I'm not going to give money to everyone who asks me because now that we, people, uh, I mean, focus missionaries yeah. out of the wazoo <laughs> reach out yes. to us. But my thing is, um, especially people who are creating content, for the wider culture, like I'm all about it. Like I will, I will support them. I will send them money, and I want to be generous and also discerning. I don't just want to give it to everyone. I want to pick who I want, and I really want, I really want it to go far.
1: Yeah. And this gets us back to what we were saying in the beginning. Like you learn to say no, so you can say yes to something that you believe is worthwhile. Yeah.
2: And it's yeah, because there's so much. Be careful with your words, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much that the institutional church can't allow us to do for oftentimes good reasons. Right. For things that have happened. And the urgency of evang of evangelization all like ultimately comes down to the salvation of souls. And I, I think we are way past time to like put up or shut up. And when things like what what we 're doing right now, people in the institutional church often can't do you know because of time or because of yeah. responsibilities or constraints so the people that are doing independent stuff like us and that i 'm um, a Catholic couple and see the missionary and the Catholic stuff you um and even the, you know, even, like, the,
1: even the crunch, really. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. no. Cut that even, out. Yeah. <laughs> Edited. No, like even
2: them. And like all these guys, the people that are doing really great things. Yeah. Ike Nadola with, you know, with, yes. his, with his music. Like, yeah, his punch um, music campaign. Yeah. Oh, I'm saying like we desperately, like this is the stuff. I really believe this. So this is the stuff that matters.
1: So Brandon Vought actually started supporting me on Patreon today. I just want to throw that out there. And I was just just so, so humbled. And that's what's been really cool is like people who are like, I know what you're trying to do. I'm trying to do it as well. You know, here's just 10 bucks a month. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, keep doing it. Yeah. It's it's really beautiful. I mean, because you guys get a lot of criticism. I get a lot of criticism. A lot of the criticism is totally warranted. So it's nice when people say this is really helping me. And and I'm not making this up. I've had several. This sounds like a lie. And maybe maybe they're exaggerating, but I've had about three or four atheists now tell me they've converted in large part because of Pines of Aquinas. I had a guy, tramp. Yeah, I had a guy who was like into Marxist sort of uh, you know, ideology said he dropped that and uh, became a theist. I've had m- at least two or three Protestants. I've got two people who've been through RCIA and they've written to me and said, now, you know what I mean, of course it's not just this bloody podcast. It doesn't happen in a mm-hmm. vacuum. Obviously, these people have good people around them that are helping them. But when you get messages like that, you're like, okay, like the Holy Spirit yeah. is working through this somehow. Thank you, Lord. Because there's been times like a couple of months ago, like three or four months ago, I'm like, I'm just going to stop playing with Aquinas. Like I'm just going to focus on this porn stuff. Mm-hmm. And then my wife's like, did you rem- not remember like that email you just read me from them? I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll keep doing it. <laughs> well,
2: you know, like I've, um, there are like times when like I'm like, oh, I, like I, I'm very harsh to myself. Like I hear... Oh, like last episode, I'm like, man, it's great to have a podcast where like people can, act, can like,
1: actually speak. Um, dude, but then, like, okay, true story, <laughs> true story. I mm-hmm. didn't listen to Leah Darrow's interview because you weren't in it. <laughs> yeah, that's a true story. I started drumming. listening and I was disappointed because I love the banter between you two. I'll go and listen to it at some oh. point, but I was disappointed. Oh, yeah. thank you. It and doesn't matter. The same, it, the same no, thing, would be, it the same thing <laughs> would be true if it was Luke interviewing no, Leah. A, like, I love hearing you two together yeah it's a great episode
2: gomer i was very proud of you i was very proud of you no but uh so i got this um i got this one i got this um, one woman who wrote to me and just like she said i helped like helped her restore her faith in men again and i was just (laughs) through like my own like brokenness just kind of like sharing like all the crazy crap that i've done and just like Mm -hmm. all the stuff that like is on my heart and and i was and my like that wasn't my intent. My intent was to be like, holy crap, I'm broken, and here's why, and here's how the Lord has, like, helped, and here's how I'm still trying to grow. And just being like, wow, I, ne- I never would have thought that. Like, that's like, that's And so, like, anytime I, like, say anything, now, I'm like, oh, I hope I don't, I don't let that a woman down. You know, because, like, that's, that's so, so – cool. those things that you don't expect that just come out of, like, nowhere are incredible. Yeah. Like, it's the greatest thing ever. It's just such, like, a blessing, and, and such a – like, God – he like to, for for God, let's like use you in a way you never imagined mm. is such an incredible gift,
1: yeah,
0: it's stuff like that that I'm like this podcast medium is really powerful, it really is powerful,
1: yeah, yeah, because you're driving along in your car, you're running on the treadmill, you're cleaning the dishes, and you put people's you know hearts you know like you guys just share from your heart like into your ears. And it's 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 intimate, but can be if you're honest, which you guys are.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I wanted to make really polished and fake, but Luke won't let me.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's that's what I mean. Like I've talked about this before over and over again, but I just I love this medium. Yeah, I really do because it just you you are able to build such a great rapport with the podcaster and other listener. Yeah. That is very unique. I mean, I, I think books have that as well, but it's um, it's cool.
1: You guys started this in a lot of ways. Like, if if y'all didn't have a podcast, I probably wouldn't have had one because I, I mean, I just followed y'all in that sense. Um,
0: it it was funny. I remember the day you called me. Yeah, I was I was in St. Louis. Which I also was in that infamous Game of Thrones episode from Integrity Restored, but uh, I was which was
1: great. I've got so many compliments on that, by the way. Like it's so <laughs> easy to see the, you know, the negative feedback that comes immediately, loud and hot. But I get like so many people come to me and say they love that episode. So right. that the, they, they been, are not coming fruit. to me. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> the
0: um, but it was, uh, yeah, we were on like episode twenty or thirty, and you had called me, and I just remember being like. Oh, my gosh, Matt Frad just called me. What does he want? And then I went out, and uh, it was, like, freezing cold, and I went out into into the garage of my in-laws in St. Louis, snow on the ground, and we talked for, like, 45 minutes about what microphone you should get, what this, what that, how to set it up, how to make it flow. And I just remember being, like, I was shivering cold, but I was, like... This is so cool. <laughs> like, Matt Fratt is asking me for
1: advice. Oh, dude, that makes me feel so gross that you even <laughs> felt, felt that because I, I feel that way about you guys. So that, that I never want anyone to think that about me. I'm just an idiot who speaks to teenagers about porn, you know? Like yeah, if, th- totally. if that's if that's big, <laughs> yeah, if that's that is big, what you are, <laughs> like, right? yeah. No, that's awesome. But yeah, no. But seriously, well, thank you. But 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 uh, yeah, like if you all hadn't started this, I may have caught onto this maybe only a year later. You know, so
0: <laughs> there would be no pipes with Aquinas. There that's would be right. no the crunch. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Leodero,
1: who's Leodero? What? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just gonna say, never heard time, of him.
2: <laughs> Catholic stuff like you should know. Use the word ass, and it was after our podcast. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> maybe we freed things. <laughs> I bet bit. it
1: was the priest with the <laughs> mullet, was it? <laughs> I think so. Actually, uh,
2: <laughs> uh, he used to hang out w- w- with my wife and all of her friends.
1: They're so and, good people. Like, they're, they're another podcast yeah. that really just speaks from the heart, whether it's yep. going to offend yep. you or not. And I love it because if they were to get on and be like, "Okay, we're priests, guys. We're going to sound like people want us to sound," they would be, you know, eighty percent no. less effective. I,
2: it's 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 actually really cool it's it's it really like it, it is a small Catholic world because I knew about half those guys before I knew they even like had a podcast. like I had no idea Father John Nepple had a podcast like no clue and I, and I was friends with him out out it, it, it was not until we started ours that I started to listen out of that one I was like oh that's that's father John and that's father that is father Michael. that's weird. huh, this is amazing.
0: Yeah, they Uh, are super good. They are awesome. I love them, and I I love what this new media gives us access to. I mean, every so often I'll click on the metrics of our show, and I'll just be like, who's listening to us? How many listeners do we have in Africa? So we got 125 in Egypt, four in Chad. Come on, Chad. Uh, Saudi Arabia, we have 323 downloads. Like Russia, 73. We have more downloads in Saudi Arabia than we do in Russia. It's just fast. Iraq only two. Come on, come but on Iraq. I, Step it up. Twenty six hundred in Australia. That's just. There's just so much awesomeness. Seventy two hundred in the United Kingdom. Like I uh, two idiots, me and Luke, uh, John Boy and Billy over here are. <laughs> <Boy> and... <laughs> okay, so I don't understand what that means. Because no, I have no clue. I, have I don't no clue. either. <laughs> Who, is it just
1: that Dwight bloke said that, or yeah,
0: yeah, we call him Schmade because we don't want to give away that his real name is wade and so we have a couple listeners yeah we have a patreon listener who's like uh thanks for saying his name is wade and i was like what why oh because your name is wade too oh no (laughs) (laughs) i don't think
1: that i don't think this wade would be supporting you by the sounds of things (laughs) yeah yeah man. I, really,
2: I would love like if we were to uh take this on a tour we just call it the John Boy and Billy Bob tour.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the John Boy and Billy BS tour. I like it. It's got a good sound. <laughs> oh man. Well, Matt, I uh, really really am happy you jumped on. We I sent you a text halfway through the afternoon and you said that you'd be on it. So, thank you for coming no. on the show. Um Yeah, buddy. If if you want to support if you want to support Matt, go to www.patreon.com dot com slash pwa that's for pints with aquinas check out the show notes we'll have all the links in the show notes for you including his upcoming new podcast um about pornography from a non-religious perspective will it involve a religious perspective from time to time or is it just are you trying to keep it like no fat no yeah
1: that's uh, yeah it's it won't be it won't be against religion like i'm happy to have priests on (laughs) and whoever on so long as we're talking to a wide audience yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I, I just imagine awesome. you being, like, you keep saying anti-religious. I just imagine you being, like, <laughs>
0: stupid
2: Catholics.
1: <Ugh. laughs> right? Yeah, talk about pandering. You know? <laughs> wow, gets Matt. On, the priest gets on starts speaking about mercy. No, no, and I cut in. No, 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 none of that, none of that. Shut it. Shut, shut, shut
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> la 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 la! <laughs> wow, Matt
0: Matt Fradd took a hard left after Michael Aquinas, <laughs> right, right into anti-clericalism. He Who went from that? Roman
1: Catholicism to Orthodoxy to Protestantism to flat-out atheist. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Just Rod like the West. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, so uh,
0: so yeah. So what's it called? Um, love people. Use,
1: use things. use things. Thank you for getting the word out about that because I'm sure I'll get like five people listening for the next few months. So that'll help.
0: Aunt Thanks. D, <laughs> yeah, Aunt D, get get you some of that Aunt D bump. Uh, yeah. That sounds weird. That sounds weird. We don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that came out weird. <laughs> the best part is that Aunt D and my sister um listen to our podcast during their walks, so that'll be an awkward experience <laughs> for all of that. Hi, Hi Aunt D. <laughs> Matt Frad will call you Aunt D in order to
1: settle things <laughs> if you give ten dollars a month.
0: <laughs> um, it's
2: Luke. Uh, where can people find you? uh at the luke v i promise i won't lash out at anyone anymore
0: (laughs) where's our twitter account so people can read your exploits luke at c fox's
2: podcast and yeah i think i'm gonna delete the instagram no keep it just keep it it's just porn why you hit the search button and it's just like oh look why Why didn't need to do that oh well don't do that just use it to
0: broadcast our stuff (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's what narcissists do luke every ounce of social media <laughs> is a broadcast platform not a dialogue Search. i know who searches um matt where can people find you
1: oh they can find me at pints with love people use things.com or just at matt frad on twitter and instagram and all that stuff yeah.
0: and are you still donating the proceeds of the porn myth to um the national organization
1: yeah, uh, so yeah. So if you buy the porn myth on Audible, or if you buy the book or the ebook, all of it goes. I don't make a cent from it. It goes to support sexually tra- sexual traffic victims. So the group um, that I the, all the check goes to is um, uh, Children of the Immaculate Heart. It's a great group in San Diego that houses and 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 teaches and supports sexually trafficked women.
0: Wow, that is amazing. See, this is what I love about you, Matt. You still have a house to sell in Atlanta. You are renting a house in the foothills of the Appalachians. And yet nervous Gomer hasn't entered into your heart and started saying, maybe we should renegotiate that deal. Give me some of that money. Right. That's
1: awesome. I love it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I really felt called cool to do it, and 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 you know, like to be honest, like if the book really like took off, there's a, I might regret making that decision. Do you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't change the decision. Like they actually yeah. said to me, Ignatius, like, so do we send you the check and then you'll send it to them? And I'm like, I do not trust myself. Please just send it to them. Uh, you know what uh, I mean? Smart so it's like, man. So it's like make a decision, and then yeah. So it's you, no, know, it's you know, what
0: we call that the old Tim Ferriss would call that a life hack. Uh, Old yeah. Tim Ferriss. Did he come up hack. with life hack? No, no. no oh, okay, All
2: no, right, I'll shut up. But Go. he found a way to make money off of it. <laughs> <laughs> so much money. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, awesome.
1: four-hour workweek. Really, no one believes you anymore, okay, Tim Ferriss.
0: <laughs> well, uh, actually, Does, everyone it, believes him because he's on everyone's show all the time. Yeah, yeah. He is. He is. You Do, watch would you believe I just heard about Are him you last week? I've... For the very
1: first time in my entire life, and I downloaded his book, four-hour huh. workweek. Yeah. And then he said,
0: hire a bunch of virtual assistants. Yeah, and I'm
1: already looking into it. And I've already set my um, vacation setting on Leave Me Alone. I'll answer this once a week. Oh, wow. So I'm really I've drunk the Kool-Aid.
0: That's awesome. And, you know, if you really want um, some good help with uh, virtual assistants, go to your uh, Beard Balm friend, Tony Vicinda. Um, Really? They have, yeah, through, um, oh, man, I can't remember, the parish graphic designer thing that they do. Um, They have a... Four or five really good VAs down in um, huh. in the Philippines that they work with, and they're they they like flew out there. They're all Catholic, and because I was going to all...
1: pay Luke, but I was afraid he'd just start abusing Damn people. (laughs)
0: Luke I want you to be my social media coordinator
1: (laughs) I never
2: told you to F off Who the hell said that I did not say you were a fat pimpled Catholic nerd Who really needs to get his life together (laughs) (laughs) Well ladies and gentlemen That's been Catching Foxes We can edit that part out Matt thanks thanks, buddy Nope
1: do not edit that (laughs) Bye see ya
0: the best part about catching foxes is all the times we say, "I'm going to edit that out," and then I'm, I'm just, just too tired that. and I do yeah. not edit it out. Oh, uh, it's good times, Matt. Thank you for your time. You're uh, let's all stop our our recording oh, in oh,
2: three, oh, oh. two, one. one. Matt Fred.